Hello and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar. Hi friends and welcome back to our special series, Starting Strong. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about creating and incorporating development practices so that you can start strong and have a really powerful year as a coach, as a leader. So a reminder, check out the show notes for references to all the things that I mentioned. Also, check out our Bright Morning Instagram feed this week, this month for lots of supplemental connected to this podcast series. Before we get started in this episode, I want to shout out supporters. Terry N. is a new friend of the show. And Terry, thank you so much for your support. If you're interested in being a friend of the show, please see the show notes. It really makes a difference. And also just a reminder, if you haven't already signed up for my weekly wisdom newsletter, be sure to do so. You'll find that link also in the show notes. And getting my newsletter is a way for you to be the first to find out about new resources and free webinars and more. So sign up for the newsletter. Okay, let's jump into this episode on creating and incorporating development practices. I'm going to talk to you about how you can think about the kinds of PD structures that you already have access to, how you could expand those, who you could learn with, what collaborative learning might look like, and how to consider reflective practices from the get-go that will support your learning, your living into the vision that you have created for yourself. And that was the topic for the last episode, creating a vision. Now, how are you going to put it into practice? How are you going to manifest it or make it be your experience this year? And this is the point where you have to do some planning, setting up structures, get really specific. This is where you need to get out your Google Calendar or paper calendar if you still use that. Maybe create some commitments with others. And you're going to be using a different set of skills, maybe even a different part of your brain to start strong and create the year you want to have. The part of your brain and the skills that have to do with structure and organization and commitments. So when I am referencing structures, I want you to think first about which kinds of development structures are already part of your role. Maybe there are meetings or PD sessions that are already on the calendar and established. How those might support you in creating that reality, your vision for yourself as a coach or as a leader. Maybe you already are a part of a PLC. Maybe you are required to submit monthly reflections or things like that. So let's start with what is already in existence. Now, that question itself actually could be an entry point for a conversation with your supervisor around what already exists and what doesn't exist. Because ideally, there are development structures built into your job and your role. But if there aren't, then maybe that's an opportunity for you to sit down with your manager and talk about what might 
be supportive. Maybe you want to convene with other coaches in the district once a month for PLC, or maybe you want to have a coach buddy, a partner, something, someone that you connect with even once a week or a couple times a week to practice coaching, to talk about what you're doing, and so on. So there's an action you can take. Connect with your supervisor, your boss, whoever manages you to talk about what you already have in the plans for your development and what could be added or supplemented. And so on that latter question, perhaps go into that meeting with some ideas about what could be added or supplemented that would support your learning and development. Now, those structures could also include things like having professional goals around coaching. I hope that all of you know that in Coaching for Equity, there is a transformational coaches rubric that I really love. Okay, there's also a rubric in the art of coaching. I also think that one can be really useful, but the one in Coaching for Equity has some additional elements to it that I think it's much more robust. And you could use that rubric to create your own professional goals. And then when you go into that meeting with your principal or your supervisor, you could share those and then you could connect that to the structures that you need, that you want to be able to develop in those areas. Now, of course, maybe your school or your organization already has some kind of rubric for coaching, which you could use. There's so many different ways to go about creating goals. Maybe you simply want to try a different coaching practice every month. Maybe one month you really want to focus on using strength-based coaching. Maybe another month you want to focus in on using the concept of the gaps. How do you want to grow? What do you want to focus on? Maybe you just want to have a regular practice of planning coaching conversations. That's also something I emphasize in my writing, in my workshops, the impact, even if it's only just five minutes of having a time to sit down and plan a coaching conversation is tremendous. So maybe that is an intention or a goal, regular planning practice. How do you want to grow? How does that desire for growth connect to the vision that you've developed for yourself for this school year? Okay, next set of questions has to do with the structures that you can set up to support that learning and development. And I've already named a number of them. Having a PLC, having a coach buddy. This set of questions does lead us to think about who is in your community with whom you could engage in learning. Who's in your professional community with whom you might be able to role play or even to peer coach or engage in a consultancy protocol? Who are the people you can easily reach out to and learn with? Now, of course, those people could include folks in the Bright Morning community. And I hope that you all know about our memberships. We have a membership 
that actually allows you to come together with other coaches once a month to just practice, to get some expert guidance and some refined structures to support your practice. And that could be a way for you to connect with other coaches, with other folks who are doing this kind of coaching and to learn. So the broad question here, how can you learn with others? How can you tap into networks to learn? And this is really related to this question about what collaborative learning looks like. What does it mean for you to learn together? So you can talk about your work, you can brainstorm challenges and problems together, and I want to encourage you again, because I say this and write about this so often, I feel like I have to say again, I want to encourage you to role play. Role playing is so powerful. It's a simple way to really improve your coaching skills. All right, let's get specific again. I want you to think about the structures that hold these practice opportunities, these collaboration opportunities, and include in those structures reflective practices. Really, I'm talking about when you sit down and you think and you write. Reflective practices can also happen in conversations with others But there's so much research on the impact of doing some thinking slash writing before you go into conversation or to verbally reflecting. There's so much research on how that contributes to depth of learning that I'm going to just keep saying, like, sit down and do a little writing. And whatever kinds of learning avenues you are traveling down, whatever you are going to do, whether that is role playing or connecting in a PLC, these reflective practices can be like bookends. And more specifically, I'm talking about maybe doing monthly reflections or weekly reflections or even daily reflections. Something perhaps even like morning routines, which I did a podcast episode on, I think it was episode 105. We will link that in the show notes. And having some kind of morning reflective processes or weekly that set you up in a really holistic way for the day. So think about what you might do regularly, daily, weekly, and monthly. Again, one of the tremendous findings about how people learn is about the impact of reflection. And researchers basically, I'm going to make this super simple, but basically they say that unless you do some reflection, you basically don't learn much at all. Unless you slow down and pause and look backwards and think forwards and recognize what you've learned and how you've learned it and who you want to be, the potential for learning is limited unless you do that. So again, super simple. I just want to encourage you to see what happens if you incorporate monthly or weekly or daily reflections. Also, check out podcast episode, I think it's 108, I'm going to link it, on end-of-month routines. I get in more detail about what those can look like. So that could be a next step for you, those podcast episodes, because in order to start strong, you got to set up some routines, some practices, and then commit to those. I'm going to get specific and throw just an example out there. One of my favorites is at the end of the day. 
to name three things that went well and what my role was in making them go well. This routine is described in the Onward workbook. And I'm naming this because I want to encourage you to try different routines. And you might get ideas for those routines from things like the Art of Coaching workbook, the Onward workbook that is all full of ideas for different things you can do every day. And so you might try that three good things activity for a few weeks. You might get great benefit from it. And then you might realize, oh, I want to do a few weeks of intention setting in the morning. And you might switch to that. And it is absolutely okay. And then you might decide, I want to switch to a new routine of making an agreement with a colleague that at the end of every day, we are going to send each other a text message and share a moment from the day that felt zingy, a bright spot from the day and do that for a few weeks. It's great to switch up routines. However, I would say give yourself about three weeks or 21 days as a minimum to feel the real impact of a routine. We like novelty and we actually like change, you know, so shake things up and also be sure to give something enough of a chance to feel the impact of it. But if you find that you really love a certain routine and it's really, really working for you, do it every day. Do it all year. The key here is to be intentional about putting structures into place and using them. Structures that allow you to develop and to learn. Reflection is key in this. So now get out your calendar, get out your phone, maybe send some text messages to some colleagues. Which structures will you put in place for this year? Maybe just for this first quarter of the year. Who could you reach out to? All right, friends, this is part of starting strong, getting yourself set up to have a fantastic year, an impactful year, a year that ultimately impacts students. I want to remind you on our Instagram this month of August, we've got supplementals to go along with this podcast series that will kind of take it to the next level, I hope. And if you have not yet rated and reviewed this podcast, would you do so on Apple Podcast? It would be really helpful. I do go and read those. So I hope to hear from you. And folks, I want you to know that Leslie Bickford is the podcast producer and she does an amazing job. And Stacy Goodman is the sound engineer and he also does an amazing job. Friends, thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.